My name is Ray Park, you may know me as playing Darth Maul the Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo at Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember, sit walk. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best. May the force be with you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast, where we talk all things Star Wars. My name is Colin. My name's David. I'm Josh. There we go. And this week we have a decent amount to talk about. Uh, n- not any new projects that have been happening. Uh, it hasn't been weird for you guys to not wake up every uh, to wake up every Wednesday morning and be like, "Huh, there's no new episode of The Mandalorian. There's no new." Yeah, it's definitely a, it's a good healthy pause right now for me. Yeah. Especially thinking like I'm like, hey, you know, let's not have this back to back where I'm having to to feel like i'm not getting enough star wars and i don't have the the itch to watch star wars right now it gives me just you know a little bit of time and spacing out which is very very healthy in this right and that gives you time to beat jedi survivor for the 10th time like it's (laughs) yeah yeah but yeah no uh for this week we got uh the merger that's happening between disney plus and uh and hulu and then we have the news of the friday strike um that has kind of put season four of mando on hold and then we also have uh the great news that i'm very excited about which is everything happening with indiana jones on disney plus so that's super super exciting uh and then finally uh, and then finally, we have the planet that m- that might have been revealed uh, for of where Ezra is. I don't know if we'll talk about it because there's a chance that you know that could spoil the whole thing, and we don't want to do that for you know everyone. And the Ahsoka Four release date was also on Disney Movie Insider super quick, and then it was taken down. But before it was taken down, people screenshotted it. It's everywhere. So yeah. But yeah, let's uh, let's dive into it. David, take it away. Before we dive into it, oh here we go. I do want to recognize our awesome love and support that we get on Patreon. Let's go! Yeah. On the purple tier, we have Chris Simpson, Kevin Leininger, Devin McCaffrey, Drew Peters, Sean Greathouse, Zach Netzel, and Mariana Atia Arnold. On the red tier, we have Fenrir five two six, Maya Morris. On the black tier, we have. Maka Talatala, who is in the chat, Nathan Shank, Evan O'Baker, Liam McCallion, and Texas Vader76. Thank you so much for everything you do, all your love, your support, your messages. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Yeah. And with that, Colin did bring up one of the topics that James and I discussed on Patreon Daily. If you haven't checked that out on Patreon, check that out. Uh, James and I had an interesting discussion about it, but um, I would love to talk more about it, and we're about to do so because at the end of this year, Disney Plus and Hulu will be merging, and what that means for everyone out there that subscribes to Disney Plus, that means that you're going to get a price hike because that entire Hulu library will move over and merge with Disney Plus. Now there's a report saying that content will be removed, which is a bummer, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, possibly maybe they're going to do digital 
releases where you have to buy copies of individual films, maybe from the Fox catalog, maybe from Disney, maybe it's the old um, open up the Disney vault, we're going to shut it down, that whole thing that they did in the 90s when we did VHS um, for the old old heads out there. But um, yeah, it's uh, going to be an interesting time and right now with uh, the so-called streaming wars between Netflix and Max and all these other platforms, things are changing. And it seems like Star Wars is going to transition back to releasing films in the theater more so than concentrating on TV shows and streaming uh, because we all know that they don't make a lot of money um, via streaming. They've pretty much um, plateaued out. And there's a report out there that Disney Plus lost $4 million, which is true from a certain point of view because... Thank you. I was so Hot... close to saying <laughs> <laughs> Because Hotstar is part of Disney Plus, but it's that's located in Asia and in Europe. Um, and they get... It's, it's more of like a Hulu subscription type of thing because they get live TV, they get sports. And Hotstar dropped... Uh, the Cricket Premier League, which was a driving factor for a lot of people in India to subscribe to Hotstar. Therefore, once they dropped that coverage, they lost all those people. So now it's like, okay, they got to recoup that money somehow. And Hulu's going to merge. There's going to be a price hike. Um, for me, I already was subscribed to Hulu. Not because of myself, because of my family. They love watching TV from network and all the movies that show up there. So, yeah, that's a situation. Um, and the merger, I think, will provide a better view and a better kind of market justification uh, because we all know Netflix has the most subscribers right now, but between... Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus, which you can get a bundle for right now, which is what I have. It's it's cheaper than just doing the the two out of the three. Um, they will have the most subscribers, including if you include ESPN Plus in there. So that might merge in. I don't know yet. Uh, I don't think they really announced that, but I kind of foresee that in the future. Um, so. Guys, what, what do you think about this news? Well, what are your opinions on, on this merger? I'm curious of what projects they are going to put into the vault. Uh, because I I actually did know what you were talking about. Because that was happening around the time uh, when, I, when I was a kid. Because of I think they took... Um, I think they took like Fox and the Hound to out of the vault for a certain time like for on on vhs and then and, and then they put it back in but i'm curious of of what they would do with that uh because a lot of there are a lot of projects on disney plus where i'll be scrolling and be like oh my gosh i can't believe that's on there so if they if they ended up taking off treasure planet or something like that i would riot because there's a lot of yeah I think they, they said that they're dropping stuff, but I think it's going to be more of a subscription based kind of like it's the same way we have it now where you kind of get the Hulu included and you get like ESPN. 
where yeah. I feel like it's going to be there. Like you'll just have different price ranges to where you, what, what else you want to have. Like you could have like the unlimited pack. Like it's like an ultimate version. It comes with everything, new releases, all that kind of stuff. Uh, ranging all the way down to a free version like Tubi has right now where you're going to watch it, but it has ads in it. So I honestly think that you're going to just have like a price range of different things. Like, hey, you want you want more of a sports kind of side so you can spec into the sports side with ESPN or like Hulu side. You're like, hey, I want more of like movies wise. I don't really want the, the Disney TV shows. It's a different kind of spec into it. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Because I don't see them really getting rid of a whole bunch of stuff as long as they can make people pay for it. So. so when they end up doing the merger, are they just going to of when you turn on Disney Plus, is it going to say, you know, you have the option of going to Hulu or you have the option of going to Disney Plus or when you go to the main hub of Disney Plus, is Hulu just going to be there? It's interesting because I know back in New Zealand when you had Disney Plus, you also had Stars Media. Yeah. And it's when you click on D- Disney Plus, it comes with up with a Disney Plus logo and a Stars Media logo. So that's and you hit, if you hit the Stars Media, it comes up just like Disney Plus, but it's gonna start listing movies like Alien and then all the your like Fox films. So okay. wondering where it's gonna go from this, it'll be interesting. I honestly think that they should just do a full on UI um, overhaul. Um, and you can basically put in your preference to what you want to watch and it'll come up like all three. You can click that and then boom, from there you can be like, Hey, movies wise, I want like adult movies. I want to see like, like all these kind of like Deadpool, that kind of stuff. Or you can go like, Hey, look, this is the Disney side of movies. I want the family side of movies. You want live sports, that kind of stuff. I really feel like Disney plus will turn into more of like a hub of media versus just kind of like your own streaming service. Um, Whereas, like, hey, you want to watch, like, the MMA matches for ESPN side. So, boom, right there, you get your live media. So, that's what I think it will go into. I agree with that. Yeah. So, let's uh, dive into something that I'm clearly very excited about. All right, here we go. We've got Indiana Jones. He, he, put, on, he put on the hat if, <laughs> for all our listeners. Uh, we've got Indiana Jones taking over at the end of May and going all the way into the end of June because you've got uh, the, the Chronicles and Adventures of Young Indiana Jones and the first Indiana Jones movies, the first four, coming to Disney Plus on May 31st. And you've got Raiders of the Lost Ark that's going to be hitting theaters from June 4th to June 7th. And then at the end of the month, June 30th. Um, uh, and then of course on, on June 29th, because it's always on that Thursday before that Friday, uh, Indiana Jones and the dial of destiny. Uh, I'm so excited because it's been on Paramount plus, And then the Avengers of young Indiana Jones, you really couldn't find it like for free or really available to stream unless you went on YouTube or you went to Amazon. You had to spend like, 70 bucks like per volume and there's three volumes of the Avengers of young Indiana Jones. So the fact that all of them are going to be on Disney plus uh, is super, super exciting and that it's come home to Disney and it's going to be awesome to have it all in one place. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, how do we feel about that? 
It's good. It's good uh, finally having them there. I'm wondering how that licensing thing works and how paying residuals works um, versus your actors wise, because that's probably why you don't have as much as many things on Disney Plus as most people want. Whereas I think as we were talking before with the like having shows that are going to go away, that's probably why it's like, hey, why do I want to pay for residuals to actors if not many people are watching this either show? So, like, let's say if all this uh, Indiana Jones stuff is going to be on Disney Plus, it makes sense. It's like, hey, look, this is promotion for the new film. But, like, seven years down the line, I don't see them having the young Indiana Jones and them having to pay residuals if people aren't continuously watching. That's what makes it make sense in my head. But, yes, it's great to have them, like, all everything here right now so that we can um, introduce people into Indiana Jones and being able to catch them up if they like the hype, they've got that there. Yeah. So it, it makes sense in my opinion to be like, boom, here we go. Everything's here. Watch it. Have fun. Yeah. I know we're still waiting uh, because in 2020, they also announced. Yeah. I, I think it was 2020 or the beginning of 2021 that they announced they were doing a new Indiana Jones game. And we still haven't heard really anything about that either. Uh, and that's going to be very similar to uncharted but it's going to be you know indiana jones so i'm curious uh because we haven't gotten really any update for that but it would make sense the announcement comes soon because the movie's around the corner so but yeah super super exciting stuff david how about you are 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 you excited or are you just like ah? uh yeah not as much as you colin uh you really love indiana jones uh my love is good dissipated over the years when i was younger i was really hyped for indiana jones i had had to have to rent the the tapes on vhs (laughs) to watch them and i would go over to like cousin houses and they'd be watching the movies and i never really stayed on top of indiana jones i really i really really loved temple of doom and that's the one a lot of people didn't like back in the day and that is that movie is famous for being the first PG-13 film. It uh, kind of forced the studios Hollywood to create a PG-13 rating because yeah. you see a guy's heart get ripped out of his chest. Um, yeah. So I always thought that was kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, it was airing on. Um, I got YouTube TV recently. It was on the Paramount channel. And I started watching it from the beginning and it felt so different from the way I remembered it. So maybe I will go to Disney plus and do like a full, like rewatch of all the films in order and, uh, and, and maybe get that nostalgia back. But yeah, there, there's a lot of Indiana Jones fans. Yeah. Colin's a huge one. Uh, my buddy Carl's a big fan too. Um, he's, I think he signed up for Paramount plus just so he could watch, the originals on streaming, but yeah. now they're on Disney Plus. So, <laughs> um, are going to be on Disney Plus. So, I, yeah, it's all going to be yeah. there. So, I actually got Paramount Plus so I could watch the Adventures of Young Indiana Jones, and mm. then they removed it. And I was like, oh, shoot. But if you haven't had the chance yet, I would definitely check that out. It's, uh, I know the first thing people think is, oh, it's, it's, it's a cartoon. It was like, no, it's a, it's a full live action show. It's 26 episodes. Each episode is like an hour and like 
it's probably an hour and a half and you've got different celebrity cameos at one point uh indy fights uh a, a german in world war one and he's played by daniel craig and you're just like wait what so it's uh wow. it's yeah it's very and it's uh, river phoenix right fighting daniel craig yeah yeah <laughs> wow yeah be uh uh oh man no it's uh i fell in love with the show growing up and actually if the show didn't happen we probably we probably wouldn't have gotten the phantom menace around the time that we did because of they made new technology specific for that show and the show got canceled because of the budget uh and you definitely see that throughout the series uh because for each episode it really seemed like they were using a, a movie budget and they, and they actually traveled uh all over the world so of when the when you see him in germany he's actually in germany like in paris and just everywhere and it's um uh it's so cool so may 31st well, go Luke, check it out lucasfilm wise in general with indiana jones i the game wise i think that the only reason that it's taking so long for us to get more information is because bethesda is now uh, and now owned by microsoft and that merger happened while that game was still in development yeah that's right um i know that they just released their latest project from bethesda was uh redfall and then the next one i believe is starfield so i think we're gonna get more information after starfield for that game which is interesting to me because i would love to see them go and spec into a project for star wars from bethesda's side um but it's gonna be interesting because i don't know if that means that it is going to be an exclusive for uh, Microsoft side, so PC and Xbox, because because yeah. originally it was going to be, I think, either everyone or a PlayStation exclusive at the time, because originally um, uh, Deathloop was developed by Bethesda, and that was trailered at around the exact same time that Indiana Jones was, and Deathloop was only going to be on uh playstation until the merger happens between the two yeah so so it, it'll be interesting i think that the next game that we have or should be trailered for star wars will be that single player game from ubisoft eventually whenever that decides to come out for a trailer but i don't think we're going to get that trailer until they drop it their next game that disney wanted them to do was for the avatar game Right, and that's supposed to come out. It's supposed to come out at the end of this year, right? Or is it coming out in the beginning of next year? I don't think there is a release date as of yet. Okay. Because but, I know they dropped the trailer. Yeah, the trailer is definitely out for it. Um, they have a whole new engine and everything for it. So it's going to be interesting. And I know that that deal for uh, Star Wars only came across when they showed off the, the what they were in development for Avatar. So yeah. Um, everything should air quotes be the same in that terms, but something I would love for star Wars and a new game is if they use the nemesis system from uh, Lord of the Rings games. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, shadow of war, right? Yeah. It yeah, was and, proprietary and... towards, um, only like they, they had their own, like that was literally like that game system was had, like was copyrighted. Like no one could use it up until recently where you can now be able to add that to your game so i'm wondering if we will add that closer to the future into games and i would love to see it in the star wars game 
that would be really cool because if they did like an open world game like that and and you end up being a bounty hunter or you're being hunted and then you get captured then you can be like okay i've i've broken out whatever now now i can go and hunt down or i want revenge or something like that that would mm-hmm. be really cool and, I, and it's it's interesting to me because that like it's now is the time to start releasing uh, trailers for your next Star Wars game. The next one, I believe, that comes out will be the Knights of the Old Republic remake. remake. Yeah, for PS5. Um, that'll be interesting because that's literally the only next one on Horizon. So, I'm curious of what that's going to be like. Like, I don't know if they would change a lot of the actual gameplay or they just remastered it. I, I it's going to be a complete overhaul of the gameplay because oh gosh, of how fantastic. old the the first one is. It's like an Xbox original. So, right. and the control scheme wise would be completely updated for new audience. So, it'd be very interesting to see what they do with that. That would be so exciting. I would uh because I remember playing that game for the first time and and even back then we were like wow you have a lot of freedom here of 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 doing certain things with your character and customization and the shops you could walk into so just having that remastered uh and i think to me the gameplay was okay i didn't mind the controls but i wish i had more control of you know of the action like of fighting mm-hmm. and uh and if they you know do that of where it's not like Jedi Survivor or anything like that, not to that extent of controls, but something in the lines of that of where you're in actual control and you're not just sitting there being like an attack and then you just watch them fight. I would love that um, compared to the old uh, gameplay style. Hey, I mean, for for me, I think that the yeah, I wonder if the next one we're gonna get is Star Wars Hunters before anything else. That uh, since it keeps getting delayed and whatever. That was. <laughs> That was supposed to be out um, uh, like a while ago because mm. of I actually played the demo over at Star Celebration uh, in California. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I remember playing that and was like, oh, this is cool. I I really enjoy this. And then they were like, yep, don't worry. It's coming out at the end of May or something. And then we never got it. And then they just kept pushing it back. So. It's been delayed for a very long time, and and they haven't really said that much about it or why. And 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 the trailer came out almost three years ago too. Mm-hmm. So, see a thing that we would I think a lot of people want a remake is uh, Force Unleashed. Oh. So, <laughs> I think a Force Unleashed remake would make people very very happy if they decided to go with that one. I think it's also interesting that if you play. Force Unleashed on PlayStation and Xbox. It's the same game, but like some of the levels are different. And it's mm. very, uh, and I loved how that if you played on, okay, yeah. So I'm, I'm just trying to find the best way to, to describe it because I remember playing the level on Kashyyyk. And if you played, I think it was either on Xbox, like of the first game, if you played on Xbox, the mission on Kashyyyk took place during the day. But if you played on the Wii or PlayStation, the mission would take place during the night. Uh, mm. Yeah, so I'm I'm curious if they would have that going forward because of then then that would, you know, convince people to buy both consoles just to play both games because there are definitely people out there. Mm. But, you know. 
I know that the the next game drop where we don't have E3 this year, it's going to be uh, Sony's one for May 24th. So we are going to get some more video game news then. So I wonder if we'll get anything then. Star Wars related, yeah. Star Wars related then. So that'd be interesting. <clears throat> I think E3 has been canceled. Yeah, it's E3 right? canceled, but they yeah. are still doing kind of like they really don't need to do an E3. It's kind of yeah. like, hey, as long as we like Sony is going to do like a whole state like state of play kind of what's right. coming okay. next for yeah. uh, PlayStation. It's just not going to be the big gathering at the yeah, it won't be a big, big arena. Okay. I, I remember the gameplay that um, that they showed for the E8. Star Wars Battlefront 2 and I remember the big like the big match th- that they do to, that they did on Theed and I remember how hype it was and I turned on my Xbox and I started playing the old Star Wars Battlefront 2 after that because I was so hype and I really I don't think we'll ever get Star Wars Battlefront 3 and that's a sad thing because that's the second time that the third game and the franchise never really came to be like I mean I know we got the different versions on 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 PSP and uh, and 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 the DS and everything, but to me that was never the same because of just playing the original Star Wars Battlefronts on console was just a huge part of my childhood. Uh, but having having the new Star Wars Battlefront three, which I'm not sure if you guys heard how much that they were so. They were so close of being done with that game un- until yeah, they're like ninety nine percent done. Oh, and then they were man. they were even working on concepting for the game after that. That's how far ahead they were. Which and, I, I don't know if you've yeah. seen the concepts for the the the. It was a what if game, yeah. The one that came after it. So I thought that was really cool. They were gonna have Ahsoka and Ventress uh, and Coruscant in the next DLC pack for the for stars battlefront 2 and then they were like no let's drop everything and do battlefield and i think we've talked about it before but when that game launched that game was crap i'm 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 not going to sugarcoat it i pre-ordered it i was like oh okay this game has to be good if they're dropping stars battlefront 2 and my and my friend group played it and we were like what is this this should (laughs) not even be available to us right now there's so many glitches it's uh I just that, that's a big 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 part of their whole at like um their licensing thing where <clears throat> ea at the time had, was the only one who could make star wars games so i'm very excited to see what other companies can bring to the star wars table we don't have anything as of just yet so this future of star wars video games i think that someone is going to get really lucky and be able to pop off with a star wars project because all we know is eclipse is just up in the air right now so yep, i was about to say because <laughs> of that's happening but what like 2026 2028 something no, in the yeah no one really knows at the moment it's quantum dream side so your detroit become human kind of um choices matter video game so it's going to be interesting if they continue with that project i have no idea it's so up in the air um, but I mean, Respawn has knocked it out of the park every time and they've been knocking it out of the park with their video games. Cause I mean, they've had apex, they've had, um, Titanfall. Uh, I know they can make great stories with star Wars. So I think that for now in the foreseeable future, 
until we get a trailer, EA is still going to keep their um, their whole hold over Star Wars. So it'll yeah. be interesting. Yeah. And now we're kind of going into the sad news, which is that filming on The Mandalorian Season 4 uh, is delayed due to the writer's strike. How do we feel about that? Because it's I to me after season three ended again I know it's not true but it, that season just felt like an ending to me for, for for the entire show so the idea of season four even happening to me like I I, I know it's gonna happen and everything but, but but to me it's just like oh okay cool because uh, I'm I'm excited but just the way they ended season three was just really really weird. Yeah, it was it was a reset of sorts. It, yeah. it brought back Din Djarin to the spot he was in season one, where he was going to do jobs, and you know, the only difference is he has Grogu with him now, and he's part of his clan. I honestly think we have this space in Star Wars right now with their story that they're kind of like, hey, we're all happy here. I think what they're going to do is start like making all these people kind of like, hey, look, we're happy here. We're doing our own thing, and. And the galaxy is fine where we are right now until the uh, either Ahsoka plays into what's coming next or um, you have that merger movie between all of them, that endgame movie that Filoni's working on that takes them out of their happy place and they have a reason to fight for. So that's the, the big pause right now. Of course, I think I've brought it up on the podcast before where I don't understand why we're getting another season of The Mandalorian-wise because it feels like a definitive kind of we're going to put them on a pause right now and we're going to keep them in the corner until later, later. And I'm like, okay, interesting. But Hey, I mean, if you're talking about the Mandalorian season four, that doesn't necessarily have to mean that it's going to be about Din and Grogan. So, yeah, that's true. It's true. It's, it's not just one person anymore and it never was. And, and, now that like we've actually gotten more screen time for for Bo and the different Mandalorians, now it's like mm-hmm. okay, if Din takes a break and they ended up focusing on the planet Mandalorian, the Mandalorian people rebuilding, I think I think people would be okay with that. Yeah, I think that's the that's the kind of social monster that you have to deal with is that hey, like we're Star Wars fans, we love all things Star Wars, but the general public. Um, pushes all their stuff towards this kind of thing. And it's kind of like, hey, if I have a passion towards Grogu, which is everyone loves Grogu. You don't have to know Star Wars, but everyone loves Grogu. So if you have all your heart in Grogu, it's hard to try and transfer over into being like, all right, now we got this Bo story and we're going to continue with Bo. Is that okay with you guys? And I, it's hard for me because we had that whole thing with the best episodes of um, Boba Fett are definitely the the mandalorian style episodes so it's kind of like i don't know where we're sitting right now yeah yep so the future is very it's still gonna happen we just don't know when and it depends on how long the how long the strike will be uh but yeah Rider Strike uh, is completely understandable in the fact that also we are getting this new generation of AI where AI can completely write an entire script. And if you're a business company, and do in your my, homework. 
Yeah, do your homework. Um, be able to do school for you, and write. It can write script and code where you can completely put people out of jobs. And I completely understand from a writer's point of perspective. It's like, hey, like this thing can completely cover my job. Because if you're a company, like you're like, hey, I'm gonna try and cut costs wherever I can. So it would completely make sense to me if they're like, hey, if we can cut down writer's time and just supplement with AI, why wouldn't we? So I completely understand this this writer's strike. And I feel like the scary thing is that this could put a pause on more uh, projects for Star Wars than we know at the moment. So it'll be interesting towards the future. Yeah. And we also have the possible leak of the release date for Ahsoka. Uh, it popped up on Disney Movie Insiders. It, it, it was on there for for a small bit i saw it like for for a quick second and then they ended up taking it down the release date was gonna be on august 31st which is weird because that's a thursday and not a wednesday uh and again as soon as it was up there it was taken it down i i made and a post was about this, it who was this posted by uh this was by disney movie insiders so uh okay they were what if they got their information from new zealand because then it would have been a day ahead right and then it would make sense if it was on a wednesday because yeah i feel like that is some that's a person like that's a country that likes to accidentally leak stuff sometimes <laughs> well they they had it up there super quick it, it it was taken down some people have uh have posted it on on their pages i as soon as i learned about it i i posted it saying According to 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 Disney Movie Insider, and people were like, "Wait, it's not on. It's uh, it is, it's not going to be happening on Wednesday. That doesn't make sense." And I'm like, "Well, according to them, it's and I said the word according, so it's not like it's going to be happening because you never know about these things." But uh, how would you guys feel if they just changed the day? Like, uh, yeah, it's no longer on Wednesday. I mean, it's going to be on Thursday. It's different. I mean, I don't know what their statistics are of what people like to watch and when people like to watch. So, yeah. I mean, nothing bad for me. It's only the day difference. Yeah, maybe it coincides with maybe like a Marvel release. Uh, they don't want no. to drop the same uh, a new show on the same day, possibly, um, or other uh, studios dropping stuff uh, around that time. Uh, I remember last year. I believe it was last year when you had. Rings of Power, She-Hulk, Andor, and yeah. Game of Thrones all like happening all in one week. And they kind of put it all on different days. So might be that type of thing. Yeah. Yep. And then lastly, we have the... So I'm not going to talk about the planet thing because that might spoil it. So I'm going to leave that alone. But the rumor... Is that the name for the uh, for the big Avengers type movie that Dave Filoni is doing if, for the Mandoverse is Heir to the Empire, which is a callback to the um, to the Thrawn book. They definitely right. dropped that line in the trailer. So yep, yeah. <laughs> so that honestly would make sense. Uh, and again, it's just another nod to Legends, and we know that that uh they've been doing that slowly of bringing people back so honestly it would be super super exciting uh if there is one character that they have an oh uh, uh something that i do want to talk about really quick about that picture that 
that David um, has up on the screen, if, if, if you guys are watching our live stream, is that at Star Wars Celebration, when I was at the panel and he walked out, it felt like I was in a screening for Avengers Endgame. Like, people freaked mm -hmm. out. And that was such a cool experience nice. uh, to have. Um, because I've been saying for a long time, I wanted Lars to come back and and uh play this character so i'm i'm so over the moon about it i'm glad that he is jumping from from animation to live action for this role uh but i want to see more characters from legends if there's one character from legends that they haven't brought in yet who would you want it to be mine would be dash rendar and the outrider uh I know he's like Han Solo, except you know he's he's Han Solo, but he's not Han Solo. But I I I love the ship. I love the character. Uh, I love the game, Shadows of the Empire. So I would love to see him come back in some capacity. How about you guys? Um, see, I don't. It's not necessarily a character from Legends. It's more like a creature from Legends. Oh. I would love to see the one that eats the Force. That. Uh, um he usually has on his neck oh yeah so that's that's something i would love to see on on in live action where someone tries to use the force on him and he's and it's like the shock and awe that it doesn't work um no. i know that we have a creature in the high republic currently in um in written form that rejects all of uh the force so nothing can affect it that way so I'm wondering if they'll do something like that for Thrawn again, because that was one of the really cool things that he used as a, uh, as a living weapon against the Jedi. So I, I want to see if they'll do that. David. Uh, one of the popular characters, I think a lot of people would love to see in live action, I think is Asajj Ventress and maybe do something like a, yeah, that'd be um, cool. okay. I'm looking at your face, Colin. <laughs> well, well, well. Like, are you are you talking about because she's technically canon? So, are you talking about having her come into the Mando timeline or like a different story? Because at this point, she 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 died right before the events of Order sixty six. Right. So it would be somewhat of a flashback. Maybe. Oh, okay, gotcha. Maybe bring in Darth Tyrannus. That'd be awesome to see. We all I mean, we we got we got his backstory a little bit in uh, yeah the the animated show there on Disney Plus. Uh, okay. But I would love to see live action dual lightsaber, dual red lightsaber wielding Asajj Ventress in live action, and whatever vehicle they would use to to get her on screen, I would I would love to see that character okay. finally portrayed in live action. Honestly, I thought you were gonna say Kyle Katarn or or, or someone like that. I, uh, but yeah, no, no. Uh, seeing characters that have been established through like of their stories established through animation and bringing them into live action and giving them more character growth, I think would be phenomenal. Uh, yeah, just like Ahsoka, and just like Max Rebo. Like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, to think about it, he 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 jumped from Return of the Jedi to having a longer role in the Book of Boba Fett than he did in Return of the Jedi, which I think is phenomenal. So. Jumping out of the exploding katana. Yeah. <laughs> jumping out of the exploding club. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, um, I also want to bring this up. Dave Filoni uh, spoke with Empire Magazine, 
and on the Star Wars Newsnet, uh, there's an article there where they pull Filoni's quote, and he talks specifically about Thrawn. And I think this is something that people have been wondering, uh, where is Filoni's head at in regards to Thrawn as a character? And Filoni stated he is definitely the bad guy in the New Republic era, in my okay. eyes. When Timothy Zahn wrote Heir to the Empire, Thrawn became this very iconic villain because he was different than anything we'd seen before. He wasn't another helmet-wearing, lightsaber-wielding bad guy, you know. There's a lot to pull to make characters uh, that are like Vader because it is so iconic. But the boldness that Tim had was to make somebody that wasn't like that, that didn't have those abilities, that could not fight, but could fight in a different way. In the words of Star Wars, the war part of it, him being a grand admiral, a leader, a military strategist, a Moriarty archetype, someone that will outthink you, outstrategize you, that really resonated. He's a critical player in this time period. We're fortunate to have that character and fortunate to have Lars Mikkelsen playing him. Yeah. So yeah, that really excites me. And I think that gives further backing to the fact that Thrawn is going to be kind of that cliched Thanos type villain for um, foreseeable future. Because it feels like we're going to be in this time period for a little while with Ahsoka, Skeleton Crew, and then Mando Season 4, and then finally that film that Filoni's going to direct, which will be a second theatrical film for Star Wars. Because Clone Wars was his first. And kind of going back to the release date thing for Ahsoka, it would make sense for it to go at the end of August because you would probably have the show, what, there's going to be eight episodes? So it would end end in October, and then the rumor release date for uh, for Skeleton Crew is November, December. So it wouldn't be too long after that that Skeleton Crew would would start after Ahsoka. Which again, I I still can't believe that we've got two more big Star Wars projects happening uh, this year because of having Celebration kind of taking a break, and then you've got Survivor, and then Visions, and then Star Wars Day, and and then and then we also had the Mandalorian happening at once. It's oh, it's crazy, but yeah, the uh, fact that we still have a long way to go is is awesome. Yeah, August will be Ahsoka. Skeleton Crew will be. November, December, according to uh, Jaleel White there at a hockey game. Um, and I want Hondo, man. Out there. <laughs> I want Hondo. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's kind of surprising he hasn't shown up yet. I mean, Jim Cummings is there. He's ready and available. We got Cad Bane, but we didn't get the most famous weak way of them all. And then he Do, has a big presence at, at yeah. Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So kind of going on the Cad Bane train of... Uh, of <laughs> uh, I, wanted, train. Uh, I wanted to say uh, that in the Timelines book that came out recently, it said that he wasn't dead after the events of the Book of Boba Fett. It said he went... Um, uh, hibernation that yeah. he was out of action, but he wasn't dead. 
Yeah, you so, figure with that little like tag at the end with yeah. those little like lights. And yeah. Things. And I just didn't think they would officially confirm that in a book out of all things. So that's why I was like, oh, okay, because I remember the whole thing of where his where where, where his beacon light thing was happening at the end. He's so old. At like his he's species, very old for the species, yeah. Yeah, he's and same thing with Hondo. They're both extremely old for their species. So I'm kind of like where where are we where are we thinking these characters are going to end? That'll be interesting to me. Oh. I don't know. I'm still holding out for the hope that they do. Of when they do book, if they do season two of the Book of Boba Fett, I would love to see a civil war type situation of where Boba forms an alliance with a certain group of bounty hunters. And then Cad Bane does that too. And Cad Bane wants revenge. So then that could bring in, you know, Bosk, Dengar, IG-88, and then have them go against each other. And then that would involve more of the guild and have all their, all their bounty hunters Ugh. come out of retirement. Because also, you got Embo that is serving Mon Mothma uh during this time so having me like hang on i i have to i have, I have to go deal with this because i've got old friends that are in a fight and then he would join the fight because i love that guy because his hat is a shield and he's like captain america but he's not he's cool so yeah no i i would love to see something like that be awesome. i think his last appearance that we had him show up in spoiler alert was in uh, the aftermath survivor for uh, boba fett oh Okay, I thought you meant Embo, and I was like, what? no, 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 not, oh. not Embo. I'm talking about Boba <laughs> okay. Fett. Boba yes, Fett showing up. yes. So, and I think that they nailed it in the game. Whereas I would love to see that kind of feeling in yeah. another show, at least. I think yeah. that's. I think I don't think there's any issue with them trying again with another season of Boba Fett and listening to what our fans had wanted for so long. And I feel like, unfortunately, we've given the characteristics that we love so much about Boba Fett to Din, and they tried to differentiate. But honestly, just just throw it on, throw it on Boba. He has nothing to lose, as in terms of a child. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that he would work very, very well as our next uh, jumping point for uh, a new Mandalorian season. Right, and we've got the next time that we're going to see. Fennec Shand is actually in season three of the Bad Batch uh, mm -hmm. because she was seen in the trailer that was shown at Celebration. And for next year, we've got the Bad Batch season three, Tales of the Jedi season two, Andor season two, and then we have Acolyte. I really Which, wonder when the trailers are going to drop for Skeleton Crew and Acolyte. Soon, man. Hopefully. It has to happen soon. Since Acolyte comes out this year, or is it next year? Uh, uh next year. It, yeah, next year? it's going to be okay. happening next year because it's, it's Skeleton Crew should end by, like, it should end before the end of the year. Like, it would probably end like the week before Christmas or something like that, right, David? Or, or do you think it would carry on and into the next year? I don't think we quite know yet when okay. the first episode is going to air. But if it airs in November, yeah. it's probably going to finish by the end of the year. But if it starts in December at some point, it'll probably continue on into the new year. I just wish that we always had something permanently for that Thanksgiving weekend and Christmas mm -hmm. Day, something Star Wars to, to look forward to. Yeah, it was so, dude, I just say 
what you will about the sequel trilogy, but I remember the hype for all those movies and and going into the theater. Um, it was great. It was yeah, cold. I, it was Christmas time. Yeah. <laughs> I like will a, a very familial thing. It was I summer remember. for me, but yeah. <laughs> uh, because of when when we had episode nine, we had that private screening that David flew all the way out to Michigan specifically for, and and we had the ch- we had the chance to see it a couple of days early, and uh, and I remember we watched all of the movies right before the uh we watched seven and eight so so then we we could be like all set for um uh for episode nine and i believe that they released the second to last episode of the mandalorian right before that as well so we 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 ended up watching that too and then we got to the theater and the whole theater that i had uh that we had was a bunch of uh people from my garrison back at home so it was like hardcore star wars fans and i just remember having my whole family there too because of they were sitting right next to me and then chris was there as well and then david also had a good spot and i just remember not having the chance to sit next to him so when something would happen i would turn around and be like david he's like i know and uh (laughs) Yeah, so no, I oh man, I will always remember that experience and of just going to the theater uh, during the holidays is is a great thing and and it really showed you how big Star Wars is and how much it means to people. So seeing that come back to the cinema, oh my gosh, it's going to be great. And we're like two years out um, until that happens again. So yeah, crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, yeah. I think that's everything. Not everything. Oh, <laughs> thank goodness. More content. Let's go. So move over, Grogu. Oh, no. <laughs> There's a new animatronic in town. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, man, I, like I was losing my mind on him. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm wondering what it, if that is a Lothcat, it is a different looking Lothcat. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit more uh, furry there. The um, one they have at Galaxy's Edge is a Lothcat, right, Josh? It is a Lothcat. The okay. one at Galaxy's Edge is a Lothcat. It does look different. The one at Galaxy's Edge looks far more accurate to the one that they have uh, um, in The Mandalorian. So now I'm kind of wondering, this is a Lothcat now as well. Interesting. I don't think the. Are you talking about the ones that we saw in the episode where we see Ahsoka like actually appear for the first time? Because they confirmed that those weren't Lothcats and then that was a subspecies. Yeah, the cats that are on Lothal are Lothcats. All the other similar looking cats are just called Tukas. Yeah. Yeah. So the one that's with Grogu isn't that that the hisses at Grogu isn't a Lothcat? In season two, I, I think it yeah. was a Lothcat taken off of Lothal and put on uh, Sorgan, that planet. Oh, that's oh, the, oh, oh, yeah, oh. that's the okay, uh, it, introductory episode to uh, uh, Cara Dune, I believe. Yeah, I um, was talking about the season, the season two episode of where we get the introduction to him meeting Ahsoka, and you've got the creatures that 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 look like Lothcats on that planet. 
but they're not. I totally forgot about that. (laughs) But anyways, there's an article here I'm about to read. Um, The title is on a Star Wars news net, Ahsoka cast gush over new animatronic Lothcat. Yeah, they're very cute. Uh, Yeah, yeah, definitely. I have a few right behind me. Um, (laughs) With the new Star Wars show coming, it's almost tradition now that we will have the latest, cutest creature in the galaxy on our screens after Grogu. We had Lola and Obi-Wan Kenobi and to a certain extent a B2 uh, emo in Andor. Uh, now Ahsoka is going to feature a live-action Lothcat as we saw in the trailer. And Empire Magazine is revealing that the creature will yet be another animatronic creation from the Legacy team, much like its cute predecessors. Empire Magazine uh, also had the chance to speak to some of the cast about interacting with the Lothcat in the series with Mary Elizabeth Winstead saying it was real, it was there. Or Rosario Dawson adding, it would snarl and look cute. Really, the detail was next level, but the character that interacted with the Lothcat the most is Sabine Wren, who is played in the series by Natasha Lou Bordizzo. The actress had this to say about the little guy. That was my little buddy, that cat. Uh, The complexity of the design, I mean, it it has a real skeleton under there uh, because that's how they control such intense facial expressions and everything. Move over, Grogu. <laughs> uh well, that's a that's a statement right there. <laughs> it is Do something that. that I I was I was really hyped for when we dropped they dropped the trailer and showed us. I was like, man, I want that thing. So it'll be interesting. I like the design change to have it actually be uh, an animatronic, but it is interesting that we do have one at Galaxy's Edge, and it is technically officially a Lothcat. So I guess they can look different. I, I like the design change personally. Yeah. And going back to Lothal and live action is also going to be crazy to think about. Uh, but not everyone is a Star Wars Rebels fan, and that's totally fine. Um, because I remember talking with Josh, and and he... Um, <laughs> and, well, well, it's be... Because I want to hear your opinion again. Because you said you you tried watching it, but you couldn't really get hooked. Why was that? Um, I feel like it's very that one. I can definitely see how this is a super kitty show in my head, where I watch that and I go, I don't have a passion towards this. If I grew up with the Clone Wars, whereas I feel like even a little generation ahead of us got that like got all of this and it was on what is it disney xd at the time yeah it was so it's kind of like another thing that i didn't spec into at that time i wasn't growing up with it um i watched like a few episodes and i say like even even animation wise it just it never gripped me in comparison of how much uh clone wars gripped me it's just yeah i don't feel like the it hit as emotional heights as the clone wars ever did so for me it just pulled me out of it I will I, I I will agree with you for the animation. It threw me off at first uh, because I was so used to the Clone Wars animation and then we jumped to that. But then I realized that the animation was a nod to Ralph McQuarrie. So to me, that was a um, that was a great t- tribute. It I had a I've got no idea, concept wise in, yeah. in the characters like I love. The designs are amazing. Love the concepts. Love coming in with more spirituality uh, through Star Wars. 
because I absolutely loved having like the Bendu scene, amazing. Having Kanan come back and being able to see again, I was like, that's amazing. Um, that I like those parts of Star Wars in Rebels worked yeah. amazingly for me. Uh, but I mean, having some of the elements in there, I was kind of like, Neh, like it just it doesn't hit the same emotional heights as Clone Wars does. And I'm I and I'm uh, if I'm talking about animation wise. I have no problem with the animation really in general. It's just the the way the animation flows. And it's kind of like when I did animation, you have the same kind of head movements and the same kind of mouth movements. And it repeats itself over and over and over again. And it's very noticeable for me. So for your average viewer, they probably don't notice it as much as I do. But yeah, when I saw that, I was kind of like, Meh. I know a lot of people got annoyed with the thin lightsabers for a while. So. <laughs> that was one I, I heard for a long, long time. They are actually going to be adding Ezra's Kanan's. lightsaber to Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, Which one uh, gunsaber hilt. I don't think so. No, um, I think it's the season. Man. I think it's the three season. Three, yeah, season three and four. Uh, but I would love to see the the season one and two like of having that like you know um as a black series one because they haven't done that in black series i know they have like the plastic versions but having the black series would be interesting and they just added yoda's lightsaber too recently um they need to add a cross guard please i wonder why because <laughs> of, of, uh, of the high republic that's why well, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, well. So in uh, in Jedi Survivor, you got five stances, right? And mm -hmm. one of them is the cross guard blade. And Josh is a is a happy owner of three of the sabers now, right? Three Kestis sabers. Three Kestis. Well, no, I'm owner of two Kestis sabers technically. Technically, if you could screw the other one off. Yeah, I could unscrew three, them. But yeah, so so. I, I need to get two more so I can put <laughs> two together, have one for the new game with the reforged one, have the double-bladed for both. So when Cal has double-bladed and yeah. his master's one. So. Um, if you guys haven't yet, I would go on Instagram and check out the unboxing video of the collector's edition that Josh made. It's, uh, it's so cool. Uh, and then... You can find more of that exclusive content on our Patreon at Star Stuff Podcast 2187. Patreon and help support Josh's Kestis saber habit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'll collect them all, I promise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Grievous Jr. over here. <laughs> Fine addition to my collection. But yeah, the future of Star Wars is, is bright. It's on its way. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to kind of get yourself hyped up for Ahsoka and kind of refresh your memory, go and watch those essential episodes that are on Disney Plus for Ahsoka uh, on uh, in the Clone Wars. But more importantly, I would watch the entire series of Star Wars Rebels because there's going to be a lot of different callbacks to the series. And it's not just going to be those Ahsoka-centric episodes. So I would definitely check it out um josh <laughs> <laughs> and even that. more importantly Ooh. you want to watch rebels because i think on june 6th we will be interviewing 
Vanessa Marshall on the show. Let's go! Yay! I'm so going from Dune 2000. Yeah. Amongst that's... many other voice. There's so um, many. <laughs> yeah. A lot of video games, a lot of TV shows, a lot of animation. So yeah, um, the plan is to have Vanessa Marshall on the show on June 6th, and uh, we'll talk to her about uh, Harrison her Star Wars adventures. Um, the whole cast is going to be from Rebels at uh, ICCC um, in, I believe it's, is it Tennessee or Kentucky? One of those states. Uh, it's a big convention. Uh, I, the, I think it's the only convention <laughs> right now uh, that's going to have the entire Rebels crew. Um if you're on Patreon, you can see some episodes with me and uh, General Kenobi's bunker. Uh, he's going to be there, actually, and uh, he might get some uh, pretty cool footage and uh, info from that convention. So we'll have him back on and probably kind of detail what uh, what happened over there. So, yeah, um, watch Rebels and um, prep yourself for the Vanessa Marshall interview and uh, Ahsoka, which is dropping allegedly on August 31st. There you go. There you go. All right. Now it's time to go into the next hour and talk about why Max Rebo is force sensitive and he can just survive everything. Now I just, <laughs> I could do that. I mean, I, 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 I don't think anyone doubts that. Colin. <laughs> uh, please go on our YouTube channel at star stuff podcast, Instagram at star stuff podcast, we so something that I did want to talk about quickly for Instagram is that we do post um, different things on there, but I'm trying to turn it into more of a fact page. Uh, we are slowly kind of turning the way that we do posts and Hunter Smoke and I have some stuff lined up for that. We've got a bunch of stuff lined up for YouTube, including with Josh. So uh, look forward to that. Uh, please go on Twitter at stuff pod. Again, we're on Patreon. Uh, Star Stuff Podcast 2187. Go and check it out. TikTok, Star Wars Stuff Podcast. We have an email, Star Stuff Podcast at gmail.com, Facebook, Star Wars Stuff Group, and Star Wars Stuff Podcast page. Please go on Apple uh, on Apple Podcasts and, and all of our other streaming sites and please give us a review. We love your honesty. We love hearing your feedback, even though it's all about David. Totally fine. Hey, that one comment said Colin was the goat. Yes, and all of you said that I wrote that, and I was like, no. I didn't say that. I don't even use the word goat, and I was like, no. So go on YouTube if you want to see that comment. Look at the previous video. Someone wrote on there. Someone typed, Colin is the goat of the Star Wars Stuff podcast. Uh, And we have a new website, Star Wars. uh, Oh, actually, that's our old website. Uh, Our new website is StarWarsStuffPodcast.com, and we have a news article section of where we are dropping uh, all the news on there. It's written by different people on the podcast. Go and check it out. We're also on Twitch, StarWarsStuffGaming. Again, we, we would not be doing this if it wasn't for you guys. So thank you so much to everyone that listens. Thank you to everyone on our Patreon. Josh, is there anything else that you want to say? No. (laughs) All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. May the force be with you always.